0: Mm.
1: Side. He's got Max Danball picked off, he's around Chase with Jared Horstman up to third down the back straight away.
2: And
0: Rich France.
2: The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit. And uh, replace the tire and get back out.
3: Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemmler. He's going Trevor, the Racing 47 This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time
4: dirt car UMP National Champion Rusty Schlink.
3: And this is
1: Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome into Horsepower Happenings on a beautiful Monday evening. A lot to go over, three big interviews tonight, but first let's take a look at what's happening in a Motor City Minute. A lot of racing in the NASCAR realm this weekend. Let's start with Friday night, Lucas Oil, Indianapolis Raceway Park played host to the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series for the first time in uh, like 11 years that it had been since the trucks had been there. Grant Enfinger was the uh, driver who went to Victory Lane after a thrilling race at IRP. Then Saturday, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the road course for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. AJ Allmendinger picked up the Pennzoil 150. And then Sunday, how about old Tyler Reddick? He said, RCR, I'm gone, but I still will park this number eight machine in Victory Lane. He wins the Verizon 200 from Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the road course. Uh, So congratulations to Tyler on that victory. Brandon Shepard picked up a huge $100,000 payday Saturday night in the Prairie Dirt Classic at Fairbury Speedway. Mike McKinney grabbed the $5,000 to win UMP modified side of things. And that's what's happening in Motor City Minute. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. Good evening, sir.
2: How you doing, Zach? Did you have a good time down at Indy this weekend?
1: Holy cow! I got to tell you, that's the second time I've been to IRP. First time up in the booth, and uh, what a beautiful facility! And did I tell you,
2: we were talking uh, about yeah, that.
1: I yeah, you? beautiful facility, and uh, the staff, world class, so nice. Really made us feel at home, and uh, it was pretty cool to get a chance to talk to the Michigan boy William Byron, or I'm sorry, the Michigan boy Eric Jones, who held off William Byron down in Victory Lane with the ARCA CRE Super Series. More on that coming up.
2: Yeah, before we get into that CRA story, Zach, i got to ask you. Yes. What about your guys at Butler Motor Speedway? Did you see what they did this weekend?
1: Oh, man. Oh, man.
2: Unbelievable. Man, I mean, that is a class act, what they did. Uh, They didn't have to do it. In case anybody didn't hear, uh, they did a helmet pass through the grandstands and and, and through the pit area, raised $3,000 to assist Jimmy McCune, the Bulldog, uh, with his medical expenses nefco doubled it yeah right they they matched it yeah and then when they did the 50-50 drawing I think it was six ninety seven dollars was Butler motor Speedway share mm-hmm. they kicked that in 100 percent of their share into it as well I give I give shout out to Tim Wilbur and his team uh, at Butler Motor Speedway class acts that's that's how you support. A racer in need at the right time.
1: And of course, Jimmy McCune injured at Butler uh, two weeks ago when the uh, fuel line exploded on his sprint car, third degree burns below the kneecaps. And so he's been fighting that. And there have been a lot of helmet passes and, and monies being raised, but that one, that was next level at Butler. And, and I got to tell you, I've seen it firsthand at that racetrack, that community. They surround their race car drivers like none other. And uh, they proved it again Saturday night.
2: Well, we'll give Tim and Butler Motor Speedway the Horsepower Happenings Gold Award for this week.
1: That's right, because uh,
2: because that was just, that was above and beyond, and they did a great job. So let's move on. Uh, Zach, you mentioned it. Champion Racing Association uh, invaded Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park this weekend, uh, and former Jegsery All Stars Tour champion and Michigan native Eric Jones outdueled fellow NASCAR Cup Series competitor William Byron to grab the win in Saturday night's Fireball Whiskey Circle City 100 at the Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park in an event that featured great racing and action throughout the field for all 100 laps. Jones worked around Byron on lap 32, uh, a lap 32 restart, and held off several challenges from Byron to grab his eighth all-time victory with the ARCA CRA Super Series powered by Jags and his second triumph in the Circle City event. Uh, Another veteran Michigan driver, Brian Campbell, had a great run, uh, would battle hard for the position. I believe he was fast qualifier as well, Zach. Brian Campbell was. Um, And, uh, you know, would battle hard and finish uh, third in the event with uh, having a great run. Next up for the Arca Super Series, Zach, will be the racetrack revival event at North Wilkesboro Speedway on Friday and Saturday, August 12th and 13th. That event will be co-sanctioned by the Southern Super Series.
1: All right, let's talk about some other things that happened over the weekend. Uh, Albert Francis picked up the pro late model win at Jennerstown Speedway in preparation for this weekend's 150 lap $10,000 win. Motor Mountain Masters at the Pennsylvania half mile and the Jack attack was on point this weekend in Angola Motor Speedway. Hunter Jack picked up the late model win. Brother Tanner bringing his machine home in second spot. And Ryan Litt picked up the must-see racing sprint car series win at Berlin on Saturday.
2: It was nine years, Zach, since his last must-see racing series win, so congrats to Ryan Litt. And uh, Kalamazoo Speedway Friday, not a whole lot of new news. Jeff Gannis picked up another template late model win in Kalamazoo.
1: All right, Mark Anderson, how about this cat on Friday night in the IMCA Modifieds? You thought that A.J. Ward was untouchable and was good? Mark Anderson set a whole new bar, and I'm here for it. That 43 machine was on point, picking up the modified win at the open wheel shootout at I-96 Friday night. How about Winston Speedway? Greg Goki haven't said his name in a minute. He picked up the super late model win, and then Crystal Motor Speedway on Saturday, Garrett Wiles goes to victory lane in his super late model. Well, Rich, one of the biggest events, uh, speaking of late model racing in the state of Michigan and now in the country, is coming up this weekend, and Horsepower Happenings is honored to be a big part of it, Rich. The 5th Annual Dan Soleil Memorial and 34th Annual Ed Van Dunen Woodtick, all coming up this weekend at Merritt Speedway. Yeah,
2: I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to make the trip up there. We're going to miss you, Zach, and we'll talk to we'll talk to Leah Saleh, who is... Man, what she has done with this over the years to build this event into what it has now become is just just unbelievable. But we're not going to get into the nuts and bolts of that. We're going to talk about who's going to win this thing come Saturday night.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you what. So let's look at this, Rich. And you compiled these stats. So thank you for going through this. Of course, Rusty Schlenk, is the defending champion of this event and let's just stop right there uh we have seen rusty schlank put on dominating performances at Merritt speedway before this one not exactly dominating this was a hail mary to the end zone that paid off
2: yeah and i i think it might have made in a lot of uh social media circles the pass of the year uh it just you know they had a late caution um and You know, Rusty Schlenk had to chase down Eric Spangler, and it didn't look like it was going to happen. Rusty Schlenk was stuck in a battle with Brandon Thurlby, it seemed like, forever. And he finally got, you know, got rid of Thurlby, and then little by little, he only had one option. Put it up on the high side and let her eat, and that's what he did, and he never lifted to the start-finish line and he was about a foot faster than Eric Spangler by the time the checkered flag flew.
1: You know, Dona Marcullier is one of the area's best drivers at Merritt and and uh, Tri-City Motor Speedway, and he is one of the most dominating drivers of the Wood Tick. Six career wins, and that number six machine, of course, has a history of going to Victory Lane. Uh, you know, before Dona, it was the other Marcullier namesake who was getting it done, so a lot of history with Marcullier and the Wood Tick. But it's been a little quiet for a couple of years.
2: Yeah, but Dona's coming off a big Hell Tour win, um, his second Hell Tour win. Uh, now, those both came at Tri City Motor Speedway. But, uh, you know, I, I think when you come off a win like that, you got to go into this event with a lot of
1: confidence. All right. How about Chad Finley? Five wins in 2022. Um, but, you know, Rich, I know that Chad listens to this show and he would defend himself if we would give him the chance. But, Rich. Those five wins haven't exactly been marquee, big-time events. Uh, They've been kind of your quiet weekly event wins. Now, wins are wins. I'm not going to take anything away from Chad Finley. A win is a win. But five wins in 2022, uh, does he have maybe the the best odds of going to victory lane?
2: I don't know about the best odds, but he's got the best odds he's ever had, I think. He's run good just about everywhere he's gone this year. uh, He's run better than he has in the past. And and that's an improvement in the program. Maybe the cars, whatever they're doing, They're he he's getting better. Maybe on the dirt, he, it has to be. You know, um, I, we always obviously we always have the running joke about you know running pavement. But yeah, but he but he has become very very good in that 42 machine, and I don't think you can count him out even in a 75 lap feature event.
1: All right, Brandon Thirlby, Uh this one's easy. Big corner win a week ago at Merritt Speedway, but I mean a goose egg for the dance lay Memorial that, and, uh, you know, that's, that's a problem.
2: Well, I, they got a lot going on that weekend, Zach, and, and he's right in the middle of it, right? Yeah. So Leah's taking care of everything. Um, and, and you know, it's gotta be difficult to kind of separate yourself from that. But when we talked to him last week, he seemed like he could do that. And, uh, you know, they were going to, they were going to take a week off and, and not go racing and not breathe on that M14 machine and, uh, ma- obviously, uh, and then bring it back out. And after you win a Hell Tour event, uh, the confidence can't be too much higher, especially when you win it at the Speedway where you're going to run 75 laps.
1: And you know what? The other thing is, uh, you know, Brandon's been quiet, relatively quiet for a a while. I think it's time for him to get back to his winning ways. And that $10,000 win at the Hell Tour may be enough to uh, light that spark that he needs back under that M14.
2: Yeah, it prob- probably will, but I mean he he was so uh I don't know if he he was 50% happy, 50% angry after that win, but uh, uh it- I th- I think it uh either way some any emotion you get out of Brandon Thurlby yeah. to get get him excited behind that wheel is a good thing. Um is a good thing for that race team. So I am definitely going to keep an eye on that M14 all weekend long.
1: Now these next few drivers, do you call them sleepers? I mean, what do you uh, sh- shoot? I don't think you can, Rich. Uh, this list that you put together here, all these drivers are capable of going to victory lane.
2: Yeah, let's let's first talk about Travis Stemler. Not the year that uh, that he's had in the past, right? Uh, I don't know if you know if they're doing something with that race car, and, and it's just not the same feel that Travis likes because we know Travis can, can wheel with the best of them and he's won big money races before in the challenge series. Uh, but we'll have to see, this is going to be a big step this year for Travis Stemmler, uh, to be able to see if he can put that, uh, you know, Anklum racing number four machine out front. Um, he hasn't shown it on a consistent basis in 2022. So this is going to be a big race for Stemmler, I think. And, and Eric Spangler, I think Eric Spangler, um, Eric Spangler can win a race any night, any time against any field. Okay. That being said, he's lost two big races by running the bottom and then running the high side on the last lap. Is it in his head? If he's leading on the last lap, it's, it would be in mine. If, if if I, if I couldn't hold a couple of guys off and that happened, but um, I mean, he's one of the best, he's going to be a hall of famer. um, No doubt about that, but, he's got to bag one of these things. If he gets out in the lead, he's got to take control of this race and, um, and make sure that he has all bases covered.
1: And you know, the, the other names that you throw in there, Logan Nickerson hasn't found a way to get it done at Merritt Speedway yet, but he's always a threat in late model racing. Uh, We just talked about Goki. Ryan Lanfeard has gone to victory lane a couple of times this year. He's kind of having a pretty good 2022. Uh, Those are all names you got to keep an eye on too. And, and you know what? We saw David Melky decide to get behind the wheel of uh, that number 33 machine a couple of weeks ago. Was that in preparation for a $34,000 payday?
2: We'll have to see, won't we? Um, it would not surprise me to see David Melky show up for this event in that race, in that 33 machine. Um, but there is one that I was not counting on Zach and we haven't even mentioned his name yet. And he announced last week, I don't know if he's changing his mind, but he flat out said it on a video Devin Moran making his way to Merritt, that would be huge. And, Zach, does that change things for everybody that we just discussed?
1: You know, the thing about it is uh, everybody else that we just talked about runs on uh, you know, Merritt Speedway on a regular basis. They know what that racetrack's about, whether it's hammered down and tacky or whether it's slick and takes rubber. They know what to do with that race car uh, Devin Moran's track record at Merritt Speedway is not very long. You know, uh, maybe a race here or there with the World of Outlaws, which the last time they were at Merritt Speedway was 2015, I believe. So uh, it's been a minute. And uh, this is not a track that you see very often uh, for Devin Moran. I just don't, you know, obviously talent and equipment go a long way, Rich France. But that darn notebook is very, very important.
2: Over a 75-lap feature. Now, he he's run long races at other racetracks. But uh, I think it takes a little bit of intimate knowledge of Merritt Speedway uh, with what it's going to do. You know he's not coming there cold turkey. He's watching video after video and watching what it does, and he's talking to people that have been there. Now, he's probably not going to get a, a whole lot of information about, from the guys that we just mentioned um, because they're battling for the same money. But I expect if he shows up, uh, Devin Moran, that number nine machine, will be fully prepared to walk in, steal the money, and get out of town as quick as possible.
1: Now, are you so so you, it sounds like, kind of believe that he may be the wild card in this whole thing?
2: I, I do. You have to, you have to for I mean, he's winning races against, uh, you know, Jonathan Davenport, uh, Mike Marlowe. I mean, it list goes on and on, and he beats these guys, right? By so, the way,
1: uh, Devon Moran dot com slash nine schedule shows August 5th through the 6th Merit Speedway Lake City Michigan for 34K. So, it's still on the yeah. calendar. Still on the
2: calendar. I don't, I unless something comes up, I wouldn't expect it to change in the next 3 days. Um but you you can't hit as good as he is and and as good a machine they have. Um he's got a great team behind him. You have to put they are just as good as any other names we mentioned and he has just as good of a shot. Um, if not better. So you don't sleep on Devin Moran. I don't care if he's been there or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach, we figured out who we thought may win, who has a chance to win this deal uh, this weekend. But now we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of the fifth annual Dan Slay Memorial at the 34th annual uh, Ed Van Dyne and Woodtick this weekend at Merritt Speedway. And uh, we're going to go to the person that's kind of behind all of this. Five years now, I've, I've been there since the first one. Leah Soleil, welcome to Horsepower Happenings.
0: Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me on again. I appreciate it.
2: All right, so tell me, how you doing? Uh, Before we start getting into all the numbers and everything, uh, you guys ready to go?
0: We're getting there. I'm still trying to get some stuff, last-minute stuff around. We got some people staying this week with us, trying to help us, and... Course now Brandon's not feeling very well. So um (laughs) he's not gonna be much help the next couple days. But you know, I got other people to help me out. We're getting through it and we'll be ready.
2: Okay. We know that we know that the um fifth annual Dan Soleil Memorial pays thirty-four thousand dollars to win. Um tell me how much money you've put together for the rest of the weekend.
0: Oh gosh, I have Put together about thirty-six thousand extra dollars on top of what Mike has. Um, that's including laps and um, so all the lap sponsors for mods and late models, um, and all the extra stuff that I, I decided to add on to the whole weekend.
1: Wow! And now this is, uh, you know, for those who don't know, of course, the Dan Memorial Memorial uh, going on on top of the Woodtick, uh, and so. I guess let's just back up a little bit about the history of this event. Uh, You know, obviously with your dad being so important uh, and and such a big part of of the racing industry, it's funny when we talk to uh, different drivers who've been a part of this, they talk about your dad. Uh, But, you know, Leah, this started in nine ninety six and then it kind of found a home at Merritt Speedway over the last few years. Talk about partnering up with Mike and kind of the, the, you know, the home that you found for this place.
0: So yeah, um, 96 did really well for us, but Mike came and approached me four years ago and said, you know, I'd really like you to have it in my track. Your dad was a big part of this place and I think that it would do really well for both of us. And so it just, every year has gotten just bigger and bigger and bigger. And he is so great to work with. You know, a lot of people have their opinions about him, but, um, he's great. He lets me do pretty much whatever I want for the weekend He helps pay for a lot of things. He gets a lot of things in order for me. I mean, this year, we've done a lot of extra things for kids and um, DJ parties and stuff. And he lets me do whatever I want. And it's really great. He's awesome to work with. Anytime I call, he answers. Anytime I text, he answers. If I'm crying, he makes sure that I'm all right. He's just, you know, he's, a lot of people can say what they want, but he does really well for me and my family for this event.
1: Now, of course, uh, you know, we want to make sure that we, you know, give credit and recognition where credit and recognition are due. So, uh, you know, you're pairing this up with the, uh, you know, with the Wood Tick celebration, the uh, Ed Van Dyne and Wood Tick, And, of course, you know, everybody knows what that top number is going to be with the annual event of the Woodtick. Uh, you know that that now is what correlates with the top prize as far as you know seventy five laps thirty four thousand dollars to win. Uh, but Leah, as you talked about with the extra what did you say thirty six thousand dollars that you've put together? Um, yeah there's an opportunity for uh, you know, and obviously you do this through a couple of different classes, but there's a chance for one lucky late model driver, one good late model driver to put a, to put a performance together that's gonna make them some fat cash this weekend.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. The, the lap money just it's $50 a lap, 75 laps. So if someone leads the whole thing, I have my sheet here somewhere. I don't know what the math is.
2: I don't know where it's at. What's funny is it hasn't been that long since somebody's done that.
0: (laughs) I know. I know. I, I mean, they could make 30 over $37,000, almost $38,000 if they win the in lead every single lap. So yeah. So, that alone.
1: Right, so like 50, 50 bucks a lap, 75 laps, $3,750, uh, which is almost enough uh, to win a regular feature, uh, you know, a, a Challenge Series feature at uh, Merit Speedway. So you lead all the laps and you get, you know, that 3750 And then you've got other money throughout the night, like just, you know, just random, you know, positions and other things like that uh, where, where somebody can make money.
0: Yeah, yeah, so... Fast time for late models is a thousand dollars. You go out there and you get fast time. There's an easy thousand dollars for wow. someone. Um, it also pays second and third. So second, is 500 third is two fifty. Um, every heat race for late models pays first, second, second, and third, 200, 150. So, I mean, every time you're on the track, you pretty much have a chance at winning some type of money. I've tried to spread it throughout every time they're on the racetrack. So, um, anyone, you know, has a chance. It's, It's really great, and we've added, it used to be $534 to start the um, late model wood tick feature, and now we've upped it to $634, and then I've also added money to each and every position there is, of course, except for the winner, Um, but every position gets at least $100 more, so it's, I mean, they can make, these people have a good chance to make some good money for the whole weekend.
2: So let's start, everything kind of gets underway on Wednesday. They're going to have an open practice session on Wednesday night. And then on Thursday, let, let's work our way through the weekend slowly here. Um, on Thursday, the Thoroughby Throwdown Late Model Invitational Race. I thought this was really cool uh, how this was put together. And, and this pays $2,000 to win, but explain explain how this works.
0: So um, when we had our first meeting with Mike, Brandon kind of came up with this and thought that it would be a really cool idea for Thoroughby Automotive to sponsor it. And they're always into um, the class guys, the lower guys, and want to help them out a lot because they're there showing their support every single weekend. And they thought this is just a great way to guarantee people um, for the weekend and um, One lucky winner, whoever wins that race, gets the $2,000, but also is guaranteed in the 75-lap feature. So they don't have to race the whole rest of the weekend if they don't want to. Um, so it's really great. And we did a, Mike and I and Brandon put together an invite list and kind of um, bumped heads and uh, put together who we thought should be in there, maybe who we thought shouldn't be in there. And pretty much we narrowed it down to, um, if you haven't won a feature, Um, in Michigan or um, upper Ohio, places like that, um, we decided to invite them. We invited about, I think it was close to 60, and we have 32 committed entries right now.
1: Wow. Now, uh, this is an event uh, that obviously is near and dear to your heart, but Leah, I want you to talk about this as a race fan. You get a chance. There's a moment in the night where you finally get a chance to just step back and become, you know, Leah, Leah Soleil, the the uh, girlfriend of of Brandon Thurlby and, you know, a race fan at heart. There's a moment in the night where you get to finally step back and just watch. What is this event to you? I mean, how, how much fun is it to just kind of see everything come together in memory and in honor of your dad?
0: It is amazing. I can't even put it into words. I, I mean, I tear up thinking about it because it's just crazy. The people everyone that comes together. I mean, it's, it was already the biggest race in Michigan and now we've made it like something on the map. I mean, there's a drivers that are are coming that are from out of state and they see this and they want to be here too. They may not know my dad, but um, it's just, it just means a lot. Everybody is so great. I've already gotten uh, a lot of messages thanking me for everything. And um, it just, when I finally do get that chance to step back, I I do cry because I'm just so overwhelmed with everybody that helps and puts in so much effort and all the people that are there. I mean, it's crazy the amount of people that are there, not just drivers, but fans. And it, it's just, amazing I, I don't have any other words for
1: it now i want to have you give us a, a little bit of a rundown obviously we've talked to you about this event for the past couple of years um but this is kind of a family thing for you when you uh, see the the pictures from victory lane there's a whole group of people all wearing the shirts down there celebrating each and every driver that goes to victory lane uh talk about how this kind of brings your family together too
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't see each other, but maybe twice a year, Um, so it's a great way for all of us to get together, and we all look forward to it. My sister lives close, um, had just had a baby. We don't really see each other that much because we each have our own lives, and my two older brothers, they both live in Ohio, and they each have families and wives, and it's just hard to get together, so this is a great time for us to get together and talk about our dad. We tell stories probably heard the same story 400 times but it's great and then everybody I mean everyone knows my family there and they're just so accepting and everybody it's just it's great for all of us to see people they haven't seen in a while and as well as get to spend time together
2: so we we talked about the throwdown on Thursday the late model invitational one lucky driver is going to lock him or herself we'll see into the uh into the uh fifth annual dance delay memorial then we get to Friday and all the preliminaries and you guys got a lot of stuff going on starting Friday.
0: Yes, we do. So, um, to kick off the weekend for Friday for, um, the whole thing, we are doing a special wrap on Brandon's car this year. We've never done it before. I talked him into it. He was very willing to do it. They're actually not finished with it yet. We'll hopefully we'll be finished by Wednesday. Um, but we're doing that, and we're going to do, like, a rap reveal meet and greet with Brandon. Um, we are giving away prizes and cash and a bunch of stuff to the fans that show up for that. Um, and then Friday night after the races, we also are doing something a little different. We've never done it. Um, we are – we hired a DJ to come out, and we got a beer tent, so we're going to be selling some beer and listening to music and <laughs> Kind of relaxing. I'm and, laughing um,
1: because Rich is doing uh, <laughs> the best happy dance I've ever seen him do about the beer tent. Yes.
0: Yeah, so it'll be a fun time for everyone to get together and, you know, relax a little bit before the whole big show on Saturday. And we are doing um, all the money from that beer tent does go to the American Cancer Association. So nothing's for profit. We're all, Mike kids worked with me in getting um, a price. That works for him and I, and everything that's for prof, everything that we make all goes to the American Cancer Association. So it's really great for everyone.
2: So when we wake up Saturday morning and we're all not feeling our best, we have a <laughs> big, we have a big day on Saturday, and it all kicks off at noon.
0: Yes, we do. <laughs> Um, so this year, the lady that normally does the kids, day could not do that as her husband has just passed away. So my kid asked me if I would take over and I agreed to that, although I have never done it and I'm kind of nervous about it, but, um, kids day is from 12 to giving away a lot of bikes, a lot of prizes. It's just a great way for the whole family to be able to come and enjoy the weekend and the kids always are great and they need something to do as well so there'll be games and a whole bunch of stuff so make sure the family brings their kids that day and then um 2 p.m is the dunk tank we got I think six drivers that are going to be doing that um so we got that starting at two It ends at about 3:30. we're gonna do that I got yeah some of the drivers to agree to do it so um, that usually makes quite a bit of money, and it's a lot of fun for the fans to come and watch it and try to dunk their drivers they don't like them or you know what, they want to like them. You know what would make like the most them? money,
1: Leah? you got to find a way to get Blackmere, Blackmer on the dunk tank. Get him on the last list. Last
0: year, he did very well, but he hurt his hand or finger the first freaking shot. Oh, of so course.
1: <laughs> of course.
0: He wants nothing to do with it now but <laughs> i i know a lot of i tell him he needs to just get in there and help make money for this
2: <laughs> now Leo. So, so, yeah i was just gonna say zach so saturday we can kind of make a day of it right so you know the kids day starts at 12 o'clock that'll run till two or so if there's a bunch of kids you know it's going to probably run a little bit longer yep, but, yeah, yeah and, and kind of roll because we're not going to send the kids away if they're still having fun uh, nope. you got, you got the dunk tank, like you said, and then 5 to 6 p.m., pretty cool late model autograph session on the main concourse. Um, how many drivers you got coming down there for the autograph session?
0: Last year, we made it mandatory for the late model guys to come, and I, I'm pretty sure that's probably what Mike's going to do again. He loves it. It worked out so well last year. The fans loved it. So I'm, I'm betting that that's probably what he's going to do. You can't race unless you come. Um, I agree with that you know the fans need they're the ones that are there to watch all those guys and they're the ones paying the bills so you know i think that's just great that mike does that and allows us to do that
1: now let's talk about the competition side of things obviously everybody knows your affiliation with brandon and uh, your association with him um and so i guess i'll just start right there he picked up the big win with the hell tour on uh, last saturday not the one just behind us but you know the saturday before. And he said he was feeling pretty confident coming into this one. And we ask you this every year. How much pressure are you putting on him to be there at the end of 75 laps?
0: Oh, man. <laughs> if he was on the phone right now, he'd tell you how much pressure it. <laughs> I mean, I try not to, but, you know, this one is five years. This one means a lot. It seems like a lot more than the rest. I don't know why, but um, it's just – it's not even about the money. We we could care less about that. 34000 would be nice, you know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it's not even about that he if it paid a penny it would still mean so much to all of us I mean even winning a couple weekends ago it was like it's like I had this feeling where I'm like oh my gosh we have a really good chance at at winning this and I think he's feeling very confident now so I don't really need to put much pressure because I feel like he is feeling great about the race car and himself and he he's going to come and he's going to show up and he's going to do what he needs to do to try to win that thing
1: now last year uh can i call colin your brother-in-law is that fair is oh, that close yeah. enough <laughs> so uh last year colin po- parked it in victory lane during the b modified portion of the show and uh you know that's the closest thing you've had to getting getting family in victory lane so far in this thing um how much fun was that
0: oh gosh a lot and colin is he is great he's really close was really close with my dad and of course brandon and him are best friends and um it it was great for my family to be able to be there for that one too so it, it's it's fun we celebrated a little bit on that one but we all know that brandon's means a little bit more to me than you know but it was still great i'm glad that that happened and hopefully they both can colin could pull off a mod and a um ump mod and Brandon pull off a late model that would be one hell of a weekend we would there's
1: not, a, for days. there's not enough beer in uh lake city michigan for that celebration i can tell you
2: i don't think there is there's not and, and i think uh you know for anybody that wants more there's so much information you, you know leah that we we can't cover it you know in 15 or 20 minutes obviously but uh everybody can go and and a, a lot of the stuff is posted there there is a, a dan Soleil memorial event page on facebook along with you can go to the marriage speedway facebook page you'll find everything on there as well and i guess we can't announce uh we haven't done it yet but horsepower happenings is the official social media provider for the fifth annual Dan Slay memorial so i get to hang out with you guys all weekend long
0: and we are excited about that everyone that i've told is really excited and I'm glad that you you are coming. We love you, Rich and Zach. We wish you could be there too, but you know those darn sprint those darn
1: sprint cars had to pull me away. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, but you know what? I think it's I think it's good though. Leah, you hired our our best beer correspondent to be there, so he'll See,
0: give, he's he's there to taste test. He, he will give you an that.
1: honest review of the beer tent. I can guarantee it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, good. That. I'm glad
1: that will happen i can promise you that (laughs) leah if somebody does uh you know as rich said there is so much and if a driver catches this and they're like hey i'm going but i'm not one of the 32 like do you still want to hear from them do you want you know are you still trying to build that entry list yes
0: yes up until the day i mean they can show up on thursday as long as they have not won a feature then they can be in the race but you know um, we're taking them all up until then we want as many as we can we think it's a great thing and um we are going to have to do we're doing qualifying heat race and a b main now plus the a main so um with all the people we've had it it's that's just yeah it's great i love it i think it's going to be exciting um the fans are going to love it the guys are going to love it it's just the whole thing's great
2: lee i'm kind of curious um I'm willing to bet that you're going to have many of those drivers stay around and try to work their way into sh- into the show the old-fashioned way and earn it. Um, if, if if they do that, you could have 40 to 50 cars here.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, that was one of our hopes is that they actually do stay and stick around for the whole weekend and, you know, have fun and see what the Woodchick Danceway Memorial is all about. And um, we we really hope that they do, and they'll have a good chance at winning all kinds of money. So. I, they do want to stick around, and yeah. I, I hope I'm hoping for 50 cars. Well, but we'll see.
1: Now, again, this is for someone who's never won a, a late model feature in Michigan or Upper Ohio or Upper Indiana ever in their career. Is that correct?
0: I believe that's what we are going for. Okay. I don't. I, I, yes. Yeah.
1: I just think about like Ryan Lanfield who had a breakout season, you know, he was kinda of quiet for the last couple of years, then goes out there and wins I a couple of features this year. Like, he's he, out
0: <laughs> He's so upset that he can't be in it too. We've had we've been talking a little bit and he's like, Dang it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't all these feature wins come after the Wood Tick weekend? Oh man. I know. <laughs> Well, uh, Leah, I think that's pretty much covered it. Uh, you know, you have so many people involved in this that if we asked you to go through all of your sponsors, we'd be here for another half hour at least. But yeah. um, I know that you want to get those people recognized. Is there a way that folks can see who's supporting you and and kind of see who they should be thanking and supporting in return for all the money that's going into this weekend?
0: Yeah, so we um, have event T-shirts for sale um, that has all the sponsors from the actual the whole weekend race we do have banners that will be hanging up at the racetrack in the grandstands in the pit side that have all the lap sponsors um also it's been posted on my facebook i'm not sure if Merritt has posted it on theirs yet but um it's it's out there if they want to send me a message i can send them the information i um have my phone on me all the time so if anybody needs any kind of information for anything the weekend i can get that to them
1: all right, Leah. Well, hey, I want to say thank you so much for bringing us on. As Rich said, is the official social media provider of the Woodtick Weekend. I also want to say uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Good luck, and we're looking forward to being up there. Rich is—I know—he's been talking about this for weeks about going up there and being a part of this. Um, and so uh, I think—I think he even did a little detox on his liver to get ready for this. So he's—he's uh, he's serious about this mission.
0: He better have. And. Um, also, I wanted to mention one more thing. This will be um, on Flow Racing as well on Saturday, I believe. I'm Fantastic. not sure about Friday, but Rich, Rich's face is going to be on there, I think. So oh make boy. sure they all watch for that.
1: <laughs> cool, Leah. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us. Leah Soleil with the Dan Saleh Memorial coming up this weekend at Merritt Speedway. All the details available online. Leah, thank you so much and good luck this weekend.
0: Thank you guys so much.
1: All right, let's talk to uh, or let's talk about the Great Lakes Super Sprints and Great Lakes Traditional Sprints. They're the reason I'm not going to get to be at the Wood Tick and try the beer tent alongside Rich France, which is fine. It's fine. Uh, looking forward to going to Mount Pleasant Speedway and Silver Bullet Speedway next weekend. But uh, Rich, what a weekend for the Great Lakes Super Sprints and the traditional sprints. They were in action as well. It all started Friday night at I-96 Speedway, as we talked about earlier, the Open Wheel Challenge. And uh, the Great Lakes Super Sprints were the headliner alongside their traditional sprint brethren. And uh, for the Super Sprints, great field of cars actually had to run a B-Main and send some drivers home after qualifying. uh, We saw some uh, 30, I'm sorry, some 28 cars take time in qualifying. It was uh, the fastest driver of the day. Let me see here. There he is. The driver out of Allied Ohio, Max Stambaugh, 14.195. Great run for that 71H. You kind of wondered if the Smith Motorsports team was going to see a breakthrough. That was until Jared Horseman drew the number three pill, started up alongside uh, Devin Doby. Dustin Daggett leads the field to green alongside former champion Ryan Rule. Uh, Daggett jumps out to an early lead after Rule leads a couple of rotations. And then a big moment in the race. Jared Horseman. Dives to the inside of turn number three, trying to get around Daggett as they're chasing down Ryan Rule. At the same time, Daggett decides he wants to make a lane change. The two come together, ultimately cutting down a tire for Daggett. He'd draw the caution flag, go to the hot pits, get the tire changed. Meanwhile, Horseman takes advantage of the restart and finds a way around Ryan Rule. And that was all it took for the Cloverdale, Ohio driver. He went to victory lane ahead of Brad Lamberson, Phil Gressman, Danny Sams and Max Stambaugh rounded out the top five. Dustin Daggett, by the way, rebounded and finished eighth after changing that tire. On the non-wing 410 side of things, Keith Shefford Jr., the young man out of Jerome, Michigan, trying to chase down Max Frank for the 2022 20, points championship. He set quick time by over a tenth of a second faster than Steve Irwin with a 15 9, 2, 0 He, though, would draw the number six pill. For the 20-lap main event, Dustin Daggett, Brian Ruhlman, meanwhile, bring the field to green, and it would be Daggett who jumped out to the early lead, Steve Irwin, trying to track him down, trying to find a way to get around him. Everybody working the bottom of the racetrack, Rich France, until you go back to sixth spot where the young kid, Keith Sheffer Jr., Keith Slingshot Sheffer, the new nickname, puts it on the high side and lets her eat, and he started picking off cars, fifth. Falls fourth, falls third, falls, and he's got a lot of real estate to make up to catch Steve Irwin and Dustin Daggett. I got to tell you, I didn't think he was going to do it without a caution. That only lasted for about a lap and a half. Man, that kid was flying, and he went around Irwin and Daggett two for one deal, coming off turn number two. New leader Keith Shefford Jr. and Rich. He never looked back on his way. To his first win of the 2022 season, Keith Shefford Jr. goes to victory lane ahead of Dustin Daggett, Steve Irwin, Brian Ruhlman, and Max Frank. Then on Saturday, the Great Lakes Super Sprints go back to work as they head to Fremont Speedway. This was a big day for the Great Lakes Super Sprints. In fact, uh, such a big day that they saw some 29 cars check in. 28 on Friday night, 29 roll in. On Saturday, Mike Keegan sets quick time, and he does it by just about a tenth of a second over Cole Macedo. We roll to the main event. Feature time. The field rolls off. It would be Dan McCarran, who bring, brings the field to green alongside Cole Macedo. Green flag waves were off and running. Big moment during this feature event, Rich France. The current points leader goes for a wild ride tonight. Uh, it would be be uh, an upside down spill for Danny Sams during his heat race, so he does not start the main event. That's why there's major implications for the Great Lakes Super Sprints. He told us earlier this year all it was going to take was one bad night, and this whole point situation was going to be flipped upside down and backwards. He doesn't start. Cole Macedo gets the win, Mike Keegan second, Brian Sabedo in third, Phil Grassman fourth, Dan McCarran fifth. Now a bad night for D3 Danny Sams, followed by a not-so-stellar night for Dustin Daggett. He brings it home in 12th spot after starting 17th. So the question is, what does that mean for the Great Lakes Super Sprint Series batter uh, battle? Uh, well, when you take a look at the current point situation updated after Saturday night, it was still big. We have a championship race on our hands, friends. Dustin Daggett trails Danny Sams by 8 points. Max Stambaugh trails by 18 and Phil Gressman now trails by 39 points. The top four under a blanket for the points.
2: Yeah, it, it's a solid three-man race. I give you that. Yeah. Gressman's got, <laughs> I mean, I, I think Gressman's going to have a hard time just because he has to have three guys, yeah. uh, you know, have something happen uh, to try to make up some points uh, because typically you're just not going to have th- three different races or three guys in the same race that you're chasing. Um you know, have issues, but I mean, Phil's got a shot. He's math. He's mathematically in it. Still, you got seven those-
1: races. You still got seven races.
2: Yeah. But, uh, but those three up front, boy, that's going to come down to the last night, I think.
1: Wow. What a, what a points battle, but, uh, I, I want to talk about that. You know, let's talk about that race on Friday night, man. That was a lot of fun. Lot of fun to see those guys battle around I-96 speedway.
2: I, you know, you got to see it from 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 the announcers' booth. I was down in the infield, and you were not kidding. I turned my back to go find a better view of the backstretch. It couldn't have taken me more than twenty seconds, and I'm looking, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, you know, I where where did she, where did Sheffer come from?" In yeah, that, I know. I was, I thought, I thought Irwin was lead. I was like, oh, he's got a comfortable lead. He's, and then I look, no, the leader's twenty car lengths ahead of him <laughs> in, in, in Shepherd Jr. I couldn't believe it. That thing was on a rail, and it stayed on a rail for twenty laps. It was unbelievable.
1: And the man who got it done on Friday now joins us on Horsepower Happenings. He uh, makes his home in Cloverdale, Ohio. The two-time Great Lakes Super Sprint Series champion, Jared Horseman, welcome into Horsepower Happenings. Hey, glad to have glad to be here. Man, uh I'm just going to start right off with the same thing that I said in Victory Lane Friday night. And this is because <laughs> this is what you've been telling me. We have been terrible this year. Just no luck with this orange number 17. And I guess let's just stop there. W- what do you mean by that? Just break down for those fans who haven't had a chance to talk to you or haven't really been <laughs> following closely. It's just been the some of the strangest and kind of dumbest stuff for you this year. Yeah yeah
3: it it has I mean we've uh you, you know not to mention that that you know Friday night was our, our third win of the season but you know just again just felt like we were in a slump um I mean I'm leading at Lima a month ago and 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 hit a hole and the thing just starts bouncing and takes a wrong bounce and we get upside down you know bend the race car up and everything else that goes along with it the following week we're there and and at Lima again, um, uh, and, and, and power steering goes out. We swapped the whole power steering box and then realized it's the line and lines blown. And, and I actually go out and run the feature with no power steering and I'm running third and I get ran over with, with three, four laps to go. And, and it, it, there's a DNF, you know, another DNF, um, two motor issues with broken rockers. It just, um, you know, it, was, it just seemed like, um, you know, we couldn't get that monkey off our back after um, early in the year. We had two wins, um, both with the NRA, one at Lima, one at I-75. And, and then it just, it was like a big spell of, of bad luck and then bad redraws. And, and we'd qualify good, just couldn't transfer well out of the heat race to make it into a redraw. Yeah. So, I mean, almost a combination of things. But again, you know, it's, it's all part of racing. And you got to take the good luck with the bad luck, and and it all comes full circle.
1: <laughs> and, and you know the other thing too is you come out of the gate, I seventy five Raceway, bam, feature winner, and you're thinking, all right, this is 2022, baby, look out, it's yep. gonna be the Jared Horseman yep. Show. Uh, then the next week, I seventy exactly. five, not so great. Following following race, I ninety six, decent. Lima Land, win, let's go. And then yep. a DNS, uh, i 96, yeah. uh, you know, a ninth place finish an 18th place finish. Uh, you know, right. it's just been, ah, you know, just kind of frustrating. How do you keep your head yeah. in? How do you keep your head in it, man? I mean, I know you're not racing for championships this year, but still, when you're unloading the car and a third of the time you're reloading it with a problem, how do you not let that <laughs> eat at you? Yeah. You know, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, just like I said, it's, it's it's
3: one of the racing racing things. It's part of the racing world. Um, it's it's tough. Uh, you know, you look at um, uh, br- the, the Brad Sweet in the world uh, and 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 David Gravel. I mean, those guys went from March all the way until now, the King's Royal weekend. You know, and those guys raced thirty some races before another feature win. <laughs> and and I'm I'm hanging my head and and it's it's you know it's just hard to. Um, you know, keep motivated. I mean, we know we're competitive. I mean, I know we can go run top, top threes and top fives. Um, but again, I think it just, you know, it showed over the weekend, um, you know, Friday at I-96 that I I devoted almost every night of the week last week to being out here in the shop. And, you know, maybe I wasn't particularly working on the race car, but spare parts, um, just just measuring up tires, make sure everything's good and front end square and just double checking things. I mean, it, it, it's just, I think, doing the homework um, back here where, where it needs to be done um, that maybe I really wasn't devoting enough time to, um, you know, with with three little girls and, and a family and a wife that wants to get away from those three little girls every night. And, you know, it, it's it's life and it's hard and, and uh, you know, there's just not enough time in
2: the day but jared you put in all that work right and then you come to a track that you are traditionally very very good at and and you know zach and i try try to stay away from the d word but uh before we get into nuts and bolts that was a pretty dominating performance at ninety six on friday
3: well you know i i don't know that i would rewatch some videos don't get me wrong and, and i don't know that i'd want to say dominating um, you know, by, by the standpoint that, you know, Brad, Brad, we got into some lap traffic and, and I, I like to tend to be a little more patient through lap traffic and, and Lamberson had, uh, had caught me a, a quite a bit. And, um, you know, honestly, I was kind of glad to see that, that caution come out late. Um, where, where I think lap traffic got would have gotten a little more tricky with a couple laps to go. Um, but you know, we, we went out and we qualified where we had to qualify, it put us on the front row of the heat race. Um, again, it's, it's part of the system, uh, with, with almost every series we race with, you qualify good, you get penalized. Um, (laughs) it it is just what it is. And and the race fans want to see hard racing. And I understand that, um, you know, but, but to start fourth and try to work your way past really good competitive cars. Like I said, you qualify well, just you can't heat race well because, Other guys are just as quick as you are.
1: And to your point, Jared, at that point in the night, just for those who maybe weren't there, that racetrack was very – it was just everybody up top ripping the lip. And, you know, the only way you were going to pass somebody, it seemed, from where I was, was if they made a mistake or they were way off on their handling.
3: Yeah, I I mean, um, feature-wise, yeah, I think everybody was was very – yeah, um, I was from, talking from about heat races.
1: Like for your point heat, about starting fourth and yeah. having to try to work your way up and, and improve your position. Yeah. It, you know, it's not. It was just not possible. Yeah. There was not a lot of passing I, in I w- the heat races.
3: I would, I would, I would agree. Yeah. Um. You know, it was very uh, a cushion bound racetrack uh, for the heat race. Um. We were just fortunate we got, we got a really good start and we drag raced down the front stretch and, uh, I rolled into turn one and just, just didn't look back. Um, you know, and, and then in to, to the redraw, um, to, to start third, um, again, you know, if, if there was a, a 10 out of six, I'd have, I'd have drew the 10. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just, that's, that's how my luck had been going. Right. So, uh, to start third, um, I just reached in, grabbed the first ball that I grabbed and that was going to be it because, uh, knowing me, you know, if I had a second guess myself, I, you know, I I'd I'd there, I think there was one through four left. that would end up with a four, but, um, y- you know, everything seemed to work and, 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 um, dad and I, uh, we didn't have a couple crew guys with us and, and dad and I had to drive. And, um, so we, we swapped on and off to get there and, and get home. Right. So we, we actually had notebooks from, um, 17 18 19 and um and maybe some of the 20 but 21 and 22 here we, we had changed some things and um you know was, so we so we just started started going back through notes and I tell you I mean just some of the things we were doing then that we have changed to do now they're not dramatic changes but um um you know we we just kind of went back to basics and and that seemed to work very well I mean um, the, the racetrack was a very racy racetrack. I've, I, I, I got out of the car after the feature. And I told daddy, I said, there's there, I don't know that I've ever had a car feel this good that I could drive anywhere on the racetrack and, and have, uh, uh, you'd be comfortable and have good drive. And, you know, I've, I've followed Dustin around there numerous times and, and he'd, he'd run in so hard into turn three on the cushion and, I could never figure out how because I'd I'd get the car wadded up so so hard on the right rear, I'd get tight, and drive off the end. <laughs> yep. You know, and and it just whatever you know we, we did, it it, um, it it worked, and I could roll the cushion top, bottom, both ends, and 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 you know, like I said, that was that was probably one of the best cars I've ever felt at I ninety six.
2: Jared, you talked about being patient in lap traffic. And I got to believe that helped you at the beginning. You know, Ryan Rule gets out to the lead. Uh, you do get the caution for Dustin when he gets that flat tire on lap five. But you don't pick up the race lead to lap eight, and you started up front. Um, was that a conscious effort to be on your, patient on your part?
3: You, you, you know, uh, definitely. Um, it, it's a 25-lap feature. I don't, You only got to lead the last one. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's I the mean,
1: one that pays. It, it,
3: yeah, so – um you know i i had gotten by uh a ryan and actually watched a few of those uh replays and i think we had a lap in before the caution came out but that's hindsight so we don't need to worry about that um but um you know i i knew we were good um and, and ryan had left the door open on the bottom um and i tell you what the, the bottom had really good moisture in one and two and you, you either had to be right on the tires or you had to be right around the rim and and i felt like um, you know, when, when I drove by, uh, uh, Brad and, and on the re, uh, couple laps before the yellow and, and then Ryan, um, I felt I had really good drive and, and, and Dad had even told me after the race that, man, you just see you launch off a of turn two and almost carrying the front end down the back stretch. Um, so I, I, and, and, you know, I knew, I knew that, um, almost before the race ever started when I. Um, you know, tried to get a little test there before we got uh, lined up, um, rolling, rolling through the middle, and, and the thing just stayed planted. So, um, you know, obviously the track dries out and things change throughout the race, but um, and you gotta, you got to compensate for that. But, um, you know, again, the whole, almost the whole race, that car was, was, was awesome.
2: So you, you work your way by Ryan, but probably what you wish you probably didn't have to do is you brought Brad with you, and you knew you you knew it was probably You knew it was probably going to come down to you and Brad.
3: Yeah, I I, I, I tell you what, Brad. Uh, Brad's been very strong um, all year, and and um, you know those guys have uh, stepped their program up. Um, you know, not 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 that anybody else uh, you know hasn't, but um, you know I've noticed that Brad's been uh, a lot more consistent. He's won a couple races, and he's running top fives, and and just. Um, you know, again, things are clicking for those guys. And uh, I just knew that uh, I had to hit my marks and I had to be 100% on my game. And if I wasn't, um, there was more than likely somebody's going to be right there to pass you. And that's that's a a lot of it. I mean, if you can't put 25 good laps together, uh, somebody's going to be there to capitalize. And um, whether it was Brad, Ryan, Dustin, uh, Max, you know, any, any of those guys running up front, um, even Phil, you know, I mean, and the, and the list goes on, right? I just, uh, the competition right now is is gotten so much better and so tough that, um, again, you know, you go back all the way to qualifying. You go back to um, heat race, and you can qualify well. You just got to get out of the heat race to redraw in the top six cars um, to get, get yourself in position to win. I, I really feel that if you're – eight, 10. I mean, you, you've got to have some good luck. Caution has got to fall your way. Um, You know, you got to get past somebody with a caution right, right after that, so on and so forth. So um, it's, it's just tough to uh, put together a solid night and uh, you know, somebody else not be too much better than you are.
1: Let's talk about this on April 25th of 2022, an announcement was put out that uh, Barry Marlowe with Great Lake Super Sprints would acquire the NRA Sprint Invaders, and you're a champion of both series, uh, a multi-time champion of NRA, a multi-time champion of GLSS, and that's kind of where you split your time. You you know, you know kind of run sporadically. You haven't run for a championship since the COVID year of 2020. Um, at least that's my opinion. And uh, I, I just want to get your thoughts. We haven't really talked to a driver who has uh, dabbled in both as much as you have Jared. Uh, but what are your thoughts of the acquisition and moving forward into 2023? What are your hopes? What are your, what are your, uh, beliefs as to what's going to happen with this whole thing? You, you know,
3: I, I think it's, uh, I really think it's going to be a good thing. Um, as, as long as some of the sponsorship, uh, continues, you know, with, with, uh, GLSS and Barry, um, that, that has, has really helped the NRA, um, get us a better purse, get us a better, a better points fund, uh, and, and so on. Um, but also some of the racetracks, um, you know, I know we, we got Lima nine races a year. I don't know what's happening with that. Um, Wainsfield, I'd like to see a couple more, but uh, you know, uh, a Fremont and an Attica, uh, maybe, maybe some into, into Indiana and we can get some co-sanctioned races going. Um, but you know, uh, Eldora as well, a couple of those, but, um, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I know I, I've talked to Barry um, on and off about, uh, say, a north and a south um, possible traveling series or division that, uh, you know, kind of works in the tri-state area. Uh, so, and, and I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully there's, you know, some good contingency stuff that comes with uh, more of the traveling. I know, you know, things have gotten expensive, right? I mean, it's hard to uh, get up and down the road put new tires on the race car every week and so on and so forth. Alcohol has gotten more expensive and, and right down the line.
1: And race car um, fuel too. Oh, and, and race, race, race car fuel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That yeah was, there that was you go, joke. Barry.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, Jared, but you got to believe this is a, is a good growth opportunity for
1: both tours, right?
3: I, I really think so. Um, well, and you know, 360 I, sprint we, car in,
1: racing, right? I mean, that's it, it, the, that's the thing is growing the 360 division.
3: Yeah, I, I think growing the whole 360 group in Northwest Ohio, uh, Michigan, uh, some into Indiana. I know we've we've gotten. I tell you what, our our car count. I mean, you you guys seen it two three years ago. Um, yeah. You know, twelve cars, fourteen cars. Barry's getting twenty five to thirty. I mean, and and now um, you know, two weeks ago, at Lime, our best. Our, I I wouldn't say our best, our, our worst car count of the year was was seventeen. Wow. you know isn't great isn't great right but um you know I, I think we can get uh you know some more some more cars to come over um some more 305s that um run some of the fremont attica stuff that uh, maybe be buying 360s so you know to try to yes push more 360 racing and uh improve the series um you know both both in ohio and in michigan as
1: well Jared, when do we see you uh, track down a championship again? Are you, are the days of Jared Horseman trying to become a champion gu- done? Are you, uh, are you a, uh, I don't want to call you a cherry picker, but do you just race whenever you want to now, or, or are you going to go chase some championships again?
3: You know, uh, we're, we're, we've got, uh, we've got one, one NRA show left. Uh, that's a points tonight. Um, uh, we are leading the points by 22. Oh, so um, fair enough. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's that's um that's honestly that's what we're shooting for uh this year so okay uh, obviously there hasn't been as many races um but a, again um you know that that championship purse at the end of the year uh whether it be that you win it second place third place any little bit of extra you can put in your pocket for to, sure. go, to go into the the off season um, definitely helps ease the uh, the
1: pain of the expense. Well, sorry so, about that. Let me uh, um, sc- scrape the egg off my face. I didn't realize that.
3: <laughs> we're we're trying, but um, yeah, you know, again, the last last few nights out just have not helped us at all. And um, you know, all we got to do is is put together a solid night and a good top ten finish, um, and I think we'll be in there. But uh, you know, uh, all we can do is is stay positive, go to the racetrack, and do what we do.
2: Jared, I was able, when I was down in victory lane, I got a great picture of you on top of that 17 wing. Uh, man, you looked awfully excited. And, and, there's, and there's some things written on that race car that, you know, you guys don't just show up and jump in these things. Kind of tell your fans <laughs> and our listeners, um, who's responsible for putting you in victory lane this week?
3: Well, I, <laughs> I, I shouldn't say it. My wife and, and my daughters uh, it completely split my mind. And I was just I was just super excited you know, and, and I tell you what, without, without their support and, um, you know, my, my wife giving me the time to do some of this stuff, um, you, you know, that that's definitely not possible. The crew, um, I, again, I didn't have a couple guys with me, my dad, um, you know, he's, he's always a big supporter and the crew chief that, um, you know, helps this thing, uh, a click and him and I have meshed really well. Um, Dan and Josh, um, you know, I can't forget, can't forget those guys. Um, they put in countless hours as well, helping me truck up and down the road and in the shop. Um, you know, along with all the sponsors, m um, and Construction, Audeville Lumber, uh, Girding Ditching, Troy Ramp Construction, um, uh, K&L Ready Mix, uh, All-Purpose Contracting, Team and Tree Service, uh, Miller Construction, Creative Edge Cabinets, um, Schaefer's Oil, uh, TND interiors, k K three, dog spa, um, uh, snippy brother tire with, with, you know, um, Scott Miller trucking, all these guys, um, plastered all over this race car, um, with, you know, without their support. Um, you know, none, none of this is possible. And I tell you what this doing this and, uh, winning championships and winning races. Um, I interviewed with uh, a guy at a young age racing go-karts and this is, this is my lifetime goal. Um, you know, and, 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 I said it as I wanted to race a sprint car at Lima and, and I've, I've done way more than that. Um, you know, from, from the, the, the wins and the championships and winning different, at different racetracks and being a little more uh, versatile that, um, you know, I've, I've way out succeeded, um, what, what I had in mind as a young kid. And, uh, you know, without all the backing, um, it, it's, it's, not possible.
1: Jared, congratulations on getting back to victory lane. Uh, you know, good luck with the run for the championship with NRA and uh, looking forward to seeing you at another race very soon. Hey, appreciate it, Zach. From one to the next, Rich France, we go from this past weekend to two weeks ago. We take the wings off, we add a little bit more horsepower, and we welcome in Williamston, Michigan's Max Frank. Welcome into Horsepower Happenings. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Man, I I told you, you cornered me, you and your dad cornered me about three years ago, and you said, man, I love your guys' show. What do we have to do to get on the show? And, Max, you remember I looked you right in the eye and I said, go win a race, and you'll get a spot on the show. And, man, congratulations, you got it done. Silver Bullet Speedway, you're a Great Lakes Traditional Sprint Series feature winner. Uh, Let's just stop there. How cool is that? Oh, it
4: took a little bit longer than I wanted it to, but. That's um, fair. <laughs> yeah, we, we just kind of kept picking away at it, and, you know, we tried some different stuff uh, two years ago now, and it just it didn't work out. So we went back to our old poor, old uh, program and finally got something good out of it. So,
1: Well, let's go back to the day. Let's relive it a little bit. Uh, Silver Bullet Speedway, way up in Owendale, really a, kind of a slippery surface, kind of tough to get a hold of, uh, you know, take me through your day qualifying heat race, and uh, ultimately through the feature, I mean, were you feeling it right, right from when you guys unloaded, or did you have to work at it a little bit?
4: Yeah, I mean, early in the, in the day, I, I was all right in qualifying, and I didn't, I wasn't really too happy with it, but, you know, a car handled well, and then, and the heat race, it was, It was kind of a handful i did win it but i wasn't really happy with the way it handled we had some throttle issues and just having trouble getting you know the power to the ground and uh we kind of just you know threw everything we had at it and we dug back in the setup book and found some stuff that worked you know two three years ago and threw it at it and it ended up hooking up and working
1: Starting third in this race, uh, and, you know, a couple of uh, pretty talented folks ahead of you with uh, Mike Ostrowskis and Keith Shefford Jr. on the front row. And, of course, Keith trying to run you down in the point standings right now. Uh, Those are some strong competitors in the non-wing side of things. And then, of course, uh, you know, you've got Jason Ferguson coming after you. Uh, Mark Irwin's no slouch. Uh, The other Irwin of Joey's no slouch either. Uh, You know, decent field. They all know how to get around Silver Bullet Speedway. Uh, But you jump out in front of this thing, and and, uh, you're able to bring it home. Take me through those 25 laps.
4: Yeah, I mean, when we took the initial green, my my whole idea was, you know, try to get in front of Junior there and not, you know, just try to get distance before we hit lap traffic. And that plane, you know, had a wrench thrown in it within, you know, eight laps or ten laps, something like that. And uh, it seemed like we would do five laps and then another caution, so – I kind of just got into a good rhythm. You know, I could hear him the whole time, and I just knew, you know, once screw grew up on my end, he was going to be jumping right on it. So I knew he wasn't going to give it to me. So uh, I was just pure focused on hitting my marks every lap and don't make a mistake and try to keep my head on straight on every caution and figure out what I was going to do.
2: Max, tell people about how hard it is to drive these non-wing sprint cars i mean i was at 996 uh you know this past weekend and if you get into that throttle a little hard you're wheeling that thing down the front stretch you know just on your back tires and and obviously that's not what you want to do um explain how much throttle control you have to have to keep that thing fast
4: yeah you gotta be good with your right foot that's for sure i mean especially when it gets rubber down like what silver bullet was and uh, we we're, we we're burning through tires. I, I remember that first caution we had. I mean, I already felt it the right rear vibrating and I was already scared. I would kind of screwed myself, you know, because I didn't want to go through it that quickly. And it took, you know, laps to me to find the right line where I wasn't going to blow the tires off and use them up so quickly. So, I mean, on these dry slick tracks, you definitely have to figure out what's a good rhythm you know to keep the tires on and pointed straight and not dangling the front wheels everywhere but
2: so what do tell me how you kind of main you you know you feel that that right rear vibrating a little bit how do you save that because if you cool them down will it come back to you uh the tires that you guys run uh
4: yes and no i mean that night in particular it it, it, it didn't at all um I was trying to keep them cool and caution laps and that didn't seem to make a difference. I just, I kind of figured if I didn't, you know, throw it in the corner as hard and get the tire rolling over, you know, and just try to keep the car straight and just hit my marks at the same time and just be consistent with it, you know, and it ended up working in the end. And uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that, I was able to say it for the end. We've been working on it for, you know, too long to, you know, blow out a right rear.
1: Well, and that's what I wanted to ask you about, too, is, you know, with about 10 laps to go, give or take, you see, uh, you know, Keith Shefford, Jr. go out with a right rear tire failure. And, uh, you know, then I, I if I'm thinking of you, I'm thinking, man, well, I've already felt this tire vibrating for a better part of this race. And now, you know, Keith's gone with a, with a right rear issue. Uh, are, you, are you getting in your head a little bit at this point?
4: Oh, I definitely was. After I knew Keith was pushing hard, you know, he was he was right on me. If I was gonna make a mistake he was gonna jump on it, so I feel like he was maybe pushing his stuff a little bit harder than I was. But after he blew his out I, I was I was definitely worried that mine was gonna go within them. I think it was a green white checkered. So- and I just stay cautious with it basically
1: yeah that yeah that final restart like you said the green white checkered i mean um you know this puts the field back on you and and you know the 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 height of trying to win your first race the the anticipation of that and then a green white checker you got to survive a restart we talk about that um because you know anything can happen on those restarts somebody can get a good run to your inside they can you know throw it in there on a slide job attempt or you could make a mistake how did you keep yourself calm through that
4: uh, I was kind of just thinking about what other people are doing, too. You know, I, I was obviously not the only person having, you know, that tire issue. And I figured if they're saving it, then, you know, if they're going to do something, it was going to be on them last two laps. So my whole idea was just try to get away on the restart, and hopefully it just goes straight to the checkered.
1: Well, Max, this is obviously, uh, you know, your first win with the GLTS uh, with the Great Lakes traditional sprints how did that feel you see the checkered flag in the air you survived the restart you survived the white flag lap you cross the start you start the, you cross the finish line and uh you're you're a winner how was how that how was the emotion of victory lane
4: uh it was overwhelming you know it was it was definitely a monkey off my back not just me you know the whole team you know uh we've hit our rough times and you know stuff not working we try something different and you know, all last year, we were really weren't close to a win at all, I feel. And uh, just to finally get it there and just just have that relief that it's over and then just more to come.
2: Max, I, I, I was going to ask you, we've talked a lot of guys that picked up their first-ever wins, and it just seems like that takes the cap off. You know what I mean? Um, how do you feel about that? I, I mean, obviously, until you win your first one, You can't say, Oh, I think I can win every night, but now do you think you can go back out and that second one's going to come a whole lot quicker?
4: Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely more, more relaxed behind the wheel. I want to say like with my second win, it may just be just as hard as it was to get the first one, you know, and nobody's going to give you a slight advantage on anything, especially in the non-wing sprints. And I know Keith isn't and Steve isn't and you know, I'm, I'm ready to go to battle with them guys and get for my second win, you know, and um, I'm definitely not going to take it lightly just because I got my first win now.
1: I want to talk about this uh, Michigan Steel 360 sprint car that you've been running, uh, you know, for the past couple of years when we see you try to do double duty, you're throwing a wing, you know, throwing wings on your 25 car. And then this year you, you unloaded that 38 machine and, and, you know, you're kind of a hired gun now. Talk about that, how that came to be and how it's going.
4: Yeah, it was, uh, the very end of last year, you know, roll the dice with the non-wing got over. And, uh, it was a couple weeks later, uh, Don Whitney called me saying that it was, uh, Dick Webster and Chris Webster. They were kind of looking for a driver. And at that point, I really wasn't interested in doing any of the wing stuff, you know, and, uh, I kind of just got talking with them guys and I kind of just, sat down and figure out you know what i, I kind of want to try this you know get my feet wet in it and yeah we made it happen they they kind of just turned into family you know like they they treat me well and they work with me with my non-wing schedule and you know they're taking a lot of time with their family to allow me to do this and i can't ask for much more for sure
2: max what do you want what, to what's kind of on your mind in racing do you like uh staying with the with the non-wing stuff, with the traditional sprints, do you want to kind of expand and do more wing sprint car racing, three hundred and sixty racing, or or get up, work your way up to four tens? What 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 do you want to do? Or are you just having a good time, uh just going to the racetrack every week?
4: Yeah, um I, I just kind of want to expand, you know, with the non-wing stuff. You know, I want to run out of state more. That was mostly our plan for this year. We weren't really planning on running for points. We planned on you know traveling around but then everything got so expensive we just decided to stick around here and i mean with the wing stuff i mean i'm happy what we're doing now um i'm always you know up to run more with that and just get more experience you know in lap time and seat time and i I just want to be one of them guys that can run both and be competitive in both
1: well, and I think you kind of answered my you know closing question for you is you went into I ninety six Speedway with uh, I believe like a thirty five point advantage over Keith Shefford Jr. You bring the car home in one piece in fifth. Keith shocks the world and drives around everybody on the outside and finishes uh, gets his first win of the year. That differential as of today is now just ten points. And my question is going to be: Do you care about a Great Lakes Traditional Sprint Series championship this year now that you've you know led the way for so long?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want it. And I know Keith wants it too. And, you know, I'm not going to, you know, give him a slight advantage. And I know he's not going to do the same for me. So I'm I'm ready to race side by side with him and just see who comes on top with this thing. And, you know, Keith has my respect. You know, he raced me clean for, you know, 25 laps, that silver bullet. I mean, there was chances where he could have just dumped me and he didn't. And I could hear him, and I knew he was right there, and I got a lot of respect for him. Um, uh, it kind of sucks about I-96. That's not really what I wanted to have happen, but, you know, he he drove it well, and he parked it, and congratulations to him.
1: Let's look at this upcoming calendar for you. Uh, Non-Wing's going to make an appearance here in a couple of weeks at Butler Motor Speedway. Then you go to Mount Pleasant, back to Silver Bullet and Crystal, to finish out the for sure schedule and uh, I believe that finishes the points season I don't believe roll the dice are part of the points calendar so you got four races left to try to hold him off how do you feel about your chances Butler Butler to me is the wild card Mount Pleasant Silver Bullet and Crystal all pretty similar as to what they do to me Butler could be the difference maker and you know that he's got a lot of experience at that place
4: yeah um I was just about to say that Keith you know he's had a lot of laps there I've only ran one one night in a non-wing car there and that was last year and it it was such a curveball for us and i i do need to figure that place out better and i know uh, most of them guys out there have a lot more laps than i do at butler i just if i keep my head on straight and figure something out and you know just give it all i got and i think if we finish in the top five or give keith for a run for his money then going into these shorter tracks you know uh it's definitely going to be head to toe.
1: Well, uh, Max, I want to give you a chance. This is the point of the show where we open the floor up for you. Obviously, we didn't get to be there for Victory Lane at Silver Bullet Speedway, but let everybody listening know, let all your fans know who it is that makes it possible for you to do what you do.
4: Yeah, first and foremost, my dad, you know, my mom, my girlfriend, they all uh, support me well on, you know, the sprint car stuff. And I can't do it without them, my whole crew. Uh, you know, Scott Simmons with uh Williamson Road House, uh Simmons Properties, Great Lakes Elevator, uh Simmons Academy of Wrestling, Boba Gumps Barbecue. I mean, all them guys, Barry Davis of Wolverine Waters, uh Shaper Oil, he's a big one. You know, all them guys. If if it wasn't for them, it I don't even know if this would be possible this year. Just a whole bunch of money going out right now and Trying to bring home a championship for him too. On the same time, there's there's quite a bit of pressure for sure.
1: Max, congratulations on your first career Great Lakes Traditional Sprint Series win at Silver Bullet Speedway. Nicely done. Looking forward to seeing you get back to Victory Lane again. Hopefully this year.
4: Yeah, I plan on it.
1: All right, Max. Thanks so much. Congratulations. Have a good night.
4: Thank you. You too.
1: All right, Rich. Let's take a look at the upcoming calendar after a massive show. Uh, just in case you missed it. There might be something going on this weekend in northern Michigan, <laughs> just in case yeah. you weren't sure.
2: Yeah, we, we've we only spent about 30 minutes of the show tonight on it. But uh, Merritt Speedway, like we said, the biggest race in the state of Michigan, the fifth annual Dan Slay Memorial as part of the 34th annual Ed Van Dyne and Woodtick, uh, racing Thursday through Saturday. Seventy five laps on Saturday. Thirty four thousand dollars to win on Saturday night for the super late models, plus lap money at fifty dollars a lap. Uh, so much going on, as Leah told us. Uh, we just can't, we couldn't hit everything. But hit up the Merritt Speedway Facebook page. They're going to be pumping information all week long. You know they will for the latest, uh, what's going on, and the schedule racing. I believe the schedules got posted today for all three days. Um, should be a great weekend. I'm looking forward to it. And if you see me, come up to me, whisper, say hi, Rich, and, uh, and just give me a shout. I'd like to see you all there. And then, uh, Let's flip to the pavement side. Flat Rock Speedway is going to switch to a Friday night show this week, and Toledo Speedway is going to run on Saturday. Friday at Flat Rock, Outlaw Super Late Model Street Stocks and MCR Dwarf Cars will be on hand at Flat Rock. Gates open at 5.30, racing at 7.30 on Friday night. And then on Saturday, the USAC Silver Crown Series Raleigh Beale Classic, 100 laps for the USAC Silver Crown Series. Cody Swanson, Justin Grant, Bobby Santos, Taylor Ferns, Brian Tyler, all going to be in the house, plus more. Late model sportsmen will be in the house as well, and a 100-lap factory stock feature event also on tap Saturday at the Toledo Speedway. Gates open at 4.30 p.m., racing at 7 at Toledo.
1: Wow. What a weekend that's uh, scheduled for you, Rich. You're going to have a big one uh, with Merritt Speedway and the Wood Tick. I'll have a big one with the Great Lakes Super Sprint, Mount Pleasant Speedway, and silver bullet speedway this is the first time the great lake super sprints go back to mount pleasant speedway since their inaugural event the first ever great lake super sprint series sanctioned event was at mount pleasant speedway and then this is the first time that the great lake super sprint series organization will go to silver bullet speedway in owendale of course the traditional sprints run there on a regular basis but uh the hall up to silver bullet speedway on saturday if you've never been it is a cool little racetrack and uh it's unique. It's got some banking, but it usually blows off and takes rubber. Uh, could be a little bit like Tri-City, which has produced some really good races for the super sprints in the past.
2: Yep. Well, I'm just going to remind you of this. You are, On Friday night, you're going to be 45 minutes from me. Oh. So Friday night when you're done, you could come up to Merritt, help me with the beer tent. Yes. And I could put you up for the night, and then you could drive to Silver Bullet on Saturday. Think about that.
1: Man, do I think about that? Drive to Silver Bullet with a hangover. Okay, you probably (laughs) sold me. Uh, (laughs) Okay, well, that's going to do it for tonight's show. I want to say thanks so much uh, to Leah, not just for being on the show tonight, but for uh, rich, I mean, open arms inviting us like, why aren't you guys? Why? Why aren't you there? What's it going to take to get you there? Uh, we're going to be there for Leah Soleil and for the Dan Soleil Memorial. Um, that's going to be happening this weekend again, as we mentioned. Thanks to her for being on the program tonight. Thanks to Max Frank. I know he, he said, man, it took longer than I wanted to to get on your show, but glad we could get that on for him. And, of course, thanks to Jared Horseman for being on the program as well. Big weekend coming up of racing. And, Rich, of course we want to see you either at Merritt Speedway, Mount Pleasant, or Silver Bullet. But ultimately, we don't care. Get your backside, trackside, and catch a race this weekend somewhere around the state or around the region. For Scott Madland, who pays the bills, for Rich France, who does everything else, I'm Zach Heiser. Thank you so much for being a part of another episode of Horsepower Happenings.
0: You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to HorsepowerHappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.